Hello everyone. Today I want to talk about this growing dilemma of the data skills gap. Data is becoming hugely important for businesses. There are huge job opportunities for people with data skills at the same time. Companies are really struggling to find people. And to help me discuss uh, the topic of the data skills gap, I am joined today by John Wesley, who is the Chief Data Officer at Experian and in the UK, Ireland, and uh, Europe, Middle East, and Asia, right? That's correct. Very good. Hi, John. It's really nice to have you with us. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to have the conversation. So, uh, Nice to meet all your viewers virtually, albeit. Very good. So maybe we can uh, start this conversation by learning a little bit more about yourself, what you do at Experian, some of your background that would help, I think. Sure. So grew up through the banking industry, uh, worked at uh, a place called Abbey National that no longer exists. Santander took over them. So 15 years of my career growing, growing up through the financial services, then set up a small business and then came to Experian. And so anything that uh, involves data within the UK and EMEA, I have teams of people that look at that, whether that be the moment that we ingest data to the moment that we distribute data to our customer base and we create insights. We've got a governance team, we've got a processing team, analytics team that all looks at uh, that and produces the raw material that other parts of the business then construct for products that service the financial institutions. Very good. And anyone who doesn't know Experian, can you give us a, a word? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a global company, 17,000 employees, main businesses, Latin America, North America, the UK. And then we've got smaller businesses in Europe uh, and Asia Pacific, but essentially service and provide information. When an individual is looking to take a product like a mortgage or a credit card or a car loan, or even a mobile phone, those organizations, first of all, want to verify that you are who you are, and then also want to ensure that you are going to pay them back. And so we hold the information that those institutions look at to provide them with some confidence, what we would call risk assessment, that they're happy to trade and uh, do business. Yeah, so so data data is is your product basically at, at the heart of everything that we do, and we've been in it. I'm trying to think, 35, 40 years. So, mm. yeah, it's interesting to see how the market has evolved and how important data has become. Mm. I mean, we saw it in the transition when we saw decisions around lending stop being made by the branch manager and the biases that could occur in that scenario and we have used data throughout that period of time and now people can supply data through our boost product they can boost their own amount of data and and hopefully have an impact on their own score that lenders essentially use so yes we've been involved in data for quite some time very good so we want to talk about this 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 data skills gap here in the uk the Office of National Statistics has released some figures and they are suggesting that job vacancies are basically reaching a a new level. And government research itself suggests that about 234,000 jobs requiring data skills are currently vacant. So this is a UK picture, but this the same picture applies across the world. Why do you think data is so important today and data skills? Well, it's interesting because we 
we hear a lot about digital transformation, digital journeys, but right at the very heart of all of that, you don't have a digital journey if you don't have data flowing through it and information being passed through it. So data is right at the heart of what we're seeing occur. I mean, if you take the last year in COVID in the retail sector, we saw essentially four years worth of advancement occur in one year. So we went from the growth and, and people, the retail spending being at about 12% on a digital journey, going from 12% to 34% literally overnight. Some of the industries that were involved in that weren't as ready as they could have been and had to scramble pretty quickly. And many of us had to scramble pretty quickly when we had the working at home directive to how, how do we make this actually work? I mean, this very conversation might well have been face-to-face pre-COVID and in a studio somewhere, but we, we're doing it remotely, all in our offices with all the convenience of it. But we've seen a huge um, acceleration of digital developments. And therefore the need to understand the data that's flowing through that digital journey is critical. Otherwise, the journey that you create for your end user is not as personalized as you want to be. And you know that any digital journey that is worth its salt is actually personalized. Absolutely. So Experian has just launched some research into this. Do you want to tell us yes. a little bit more about, about what you're doing there and what you're yeah, we, we, finding? We, we went and asked uh, a lot of the uh, student uh, population how they felt um, about data and jobs in data and how many thought that data positions would be of, of interest to them. And we found that over two-thirds, 68%, felt that the only way of getting into data was to have really high grades in your STEM qualifications, so science technology qualifications. And almost three-quarters also believed that they needed those skills and an understanding of data in order to apply for a data job. However, despite those misconceptions, 53% felt that they wanted and they were considering a career in data. So, and, and the conversations that we have here is that you don't necessarily have to be an expert in mathematics. You don't have to be an analytical wizard to be able to enter into data. Logic and, and an understanding, there's a, there's a basic level of maths that's needed, but you, not everyone is going to become or start off being the data um, science expert in a particular organization. There are data engineers, data processors, analytical people, data prep. There's a whole raft of skill sets that you can look at, whether you're just coming out of school at 18 after A-levels or whether you're coming out of a degree. I mean, we've just increased our early careers program we've doubled it and we're going to double it again for next year to try and grow within our business the teams that will be the future leaders of this company yeah and i i completely agree so for me every company today is a data company data has become this fuel of the fourth industrial revolution that we're going through at the moment 
And I also agree with you that we don't necessarily all need to be math or statistics geniuses to work with data. I think for a start, every job role now involves data to some extent, and increasingly people are expected to under to make decisions based on on increasing amounts of data so that you need some basic understanding maybe of what data is how you can use it some of the limitations of it but i think it's also really important that there are jobs like the ethical use of data we need people that look at data privacy and security people that look at data more strategically and all of those roles don't necessarily involve any math skills No, I mean, we've got a a team of about 40 people that look after what we call governance. And you kind of like think, oh, here we go, here's the compliance. But actually what the governance team are doing is setting the guardrails in which the rest of the organization can work within. Now, they don't necessarily need to have mathematical, they don't have to be mathematical wizards in all of that. Theirs is around process and making sure that we protect the data in the same way that we would any other raw material that is important to protect. I also think that data opens up a lot more opportunity with regards to your neurodiverse. So those people that are suffering with Asperger's um, or those types of things actually are very good at identifying patterns and seeing patterns in things. And so I think we'll be able to leverage a much broader segment of society in the data industry as we move forward. And my plea is almost to government, help the educational sector prepare and and almost industry work with the the educational sector industry to help people understand what the opportunities are within data. Don't automatically think that you have to be, as I say, maths wizards to be able to get into this. The other problem is that if if people have this misconception that math and statistics is the foundation of any data jobs, it means that it also reinforces some of the the bias problems we have and that we get the same kind of people in data. And I'm a big advocate of increasing diversity in this whole data and analytics space, because this is what we need. We've got too many white males working in this space and not enough diversity across everything you can imagine, which I think is really important. Said the two white males on the call, you know, we, we absolutely need to have the diverse thinking coming through our organizations if we are going to be able to design and develop digital journeys for all if you have bias in the construct of your employee base then often that will manifest itself in the journeys that you create because your reference point is only what you've got around you and the influence of 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 those individuals So what can businesses do? What do we need to do as an industry? What can everyone do to actually help close this gap and eliminate some of those misconceptions? I I, I think the government's data strategy is an important step. And I think the fact that the government is recognising that having a data strategy as well as a digital strategy is critical to the UK being seen as a leader in this space. Then what I think we have to see is businesses stepping up. 
and recognizing that you've got to engage at an early stage with individuals, with universities, with schools, to try and translate some of the things that we develop as products or services and how that might be able to be translated into an educational setting. And so we work with both the Nottingham universities here, and we're also working with some of the local schools to try and provide opportunities for individuals within their, within their cohorts that they've got to come and work within Experian. We supply information and data for them to build courses and class, classroom exercises around so that people aren't actually frightened of data. They actually understand that once you've cleansed it and once you've prepped it, it can actually be, it can inform your decisions and can inform lots of different things that you want to make uh, a change. So I think industry has a responsibility of stepping up and trying to help the educational sector embrace where it's trying to go and hopefully drive up the number of individuals that are coming out of university and out of schools that might want to do apprenticeships or, or degrees in data related. Yeah, what I found interesting in your research, you also find that like 49% of, of people say that jobs like data science are boring. So any data related jobs are, are boring. And this is something that I, I think I find quite shocking because nowadays some of the most successful companies on the planet, be it Facebook or Microsoft or Apple or Tesla or any anyone you can think of, their main ingredient is data. Everything they do is based on data. It's giving us self-driving cars, it's giving us exciting new apps, it's giving us the latest tech tools. So for me, what young people need to understand is that the technology is evolving so fast that in the past, even in the past, you needed coding skills. You need to learn a coding language to use tools like data science and artificial intelligence. Nowadays, we're entering this whole new space of no code where you have new tools that actually use AI to help you use AI. So you can simply create a computer algorithm by speaking to a system and it will translate your spoken words into a computer program. So some of those barriers are shrinking very quickly. Is this something you're seeing too? Yeah, I, I mean, you look at anything that's being developed and, and, and you hear some of the, the rhetoric that's going on in, in, in the marketplace that AI is the fourth industrial revolution. And, but in order to get to AI, I mean, when you actually look at the, the heart of it and, and, and the basis of it, data's there. And informed data is there as well. And making sure that you prep the input correctly so that it can start to make the right decisions rather than you can influence that and by inserting the wrong data into that. So data is absolutely critical when you've got self-learning models when you're trying to do analytics on that particular on a particular subject area critical that the raw material that you're basing your decisions upon and the outcomes that you're looking for are based upon accurate data and you're right i mean tech, from a technology point we've seen huge explosions whether that be in data processing power whether that be in communication speeds on networks and mobile phones with the launch of 5g You've then got machine learning and, and, and AI that um, is then saying, right, I've got this huge amount of data that I need to analyze. How do I do that? Right, I get a machine to do that rather than looking at the patterns itself. And 
all of a sudden you've got almost an alignment of the stars. You've got the processing power, the cloud computing, the ability to do machine learning um, and AI on the masses of data that essentially exists through the various technology stacks that have been deployed and the digital journeys that everyone is uh, uh, embarking on. So what would you say companies can do to help close the skills gap? I think, first of all, they, you perhaps want to understand how data literate your own organization is today. Mm -hmm. You may well be surprised at the results that you get there, but at least then have a plan about how do you improve that data literacy within your own organization but look beyond your organization as to where you're finding the future talent of your organization mm -hmm. and ensure that you're working and partnering with those organizations so that the feeder, the future of your employee base is joining you with the same goals, the same aspirations, has heard your aspirations, understands that. And I mean, we present at uh, school fairs, we go to universities uh, and present at those about what experience does, why it does what it does, the difference that it makes um, to people's lives generally. If I want an important element in my life, like a car, or I want to go out on holiday, or I want to buy a house, fairly life-changing moments, data is used within that decision-making process. We may not make the connection that it's data, but it absolutely is data is being used in that decision-making process. And so therefore, having as broad a group of individuals that are data literate and understand how it can be used and the power of it and what it can unleash within society, I think is really quite uh, a, a thing that industry could work hard on and each have their own strategy about how they achieve that. I mean, the universities wouldn't probably be able to handle 1.23 million companies all coming to them saying, I want to have a conversation with you about data, but creating the opportunities for the younger generation who are coming through, I think will stand us in good stead to be what I think the UK government wants us to be is world leaders in this space. And I know that your, your podcast goes out more broadly. I think this is a, an aspiration of many companies and uh, many countries, sorry, to be in this field, because ultimately a lot of, current economies will digitize and we've got to be ready for that time very good so what would be your recommendations for individuals listening in thinking okay maybe i need to think about data in a bit more detail maybe i need to pick up some data skills what should they do yeah i mean stay on top of the tech changes just read articles about what's happening how what, what's going on in the marketplace Keep yourself informed. Also recognize in your, in your personal life times and events where data is used and understand how that is used. Be aware of how your data is being used and how it can help you. I think also look at jobs that even if you don't feel you have the skills right now, work out what those skills might be. There's plenty of training and plenty of courses if you wanted to go and learn how to code and create analytical models or macros or that type of thing and being able to manipulate and, and, and do data transformation. There's lots and lots of roles that actually do that. And just be open. 
be open to going and do that kind of thing. And to your point that you were making earlier about this is is this really boring? I don't think it is. Uh, when you actually see something that was data being translated into something that was information that then has a direct effect on the outcome that you were looking for, it's pretty powerful stuff. But you've got to make that connection yourself. Often we just sit on our phones and we're doing things on our phones, not realizing that every touch of the screen is creating an element of data. I completely agree. So data is the foundation for most things we take for granted nowadays. And data will be the foundation for even more fascinating transformations when we think about health, the future of healthcare, the future of farming, the future of transportation, the future of energy. All of these are, are tackling major problems around the world and, and data will be the, the, the ingredient that will help us change all of this and hopefully make the world a better place. Thank you so much, John, for your, your time today. This was fascinating. Where can people find out about your research if they wanted to learn more? We've done a number of press announcements. Come to the Experian.com site as well. There's some information on there. So, Or even get in touch with myself. I'm happy if people want to reach out at Experian, jonathan.wesley at Experian.com. Perfect. Thank you so much, John. Thank you, Bernard. Thank you, everyone.